the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hey guys, it's Ian here. Welcome to another fantastic edition of Friday Night Fright, where we fright on a Friday night. And this week, we're going to start another two-parter. Because this week, obviously on Friday, it's Friday 13th. Yay! A magical time of year. And having been a student of horror movies for a long time, I thought, why not finally, finally, re- recap and review and uh, whatever, a bunch of Friday 13th movies. So I went to Amazon Prime, and I found two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait, two, three, four, five. Wait, wait, okay. Part two, part three, part four, part five, part seven, and part eight. Fuck part six. You know what I'm saying? Fuck part six. Maybe not. Maybe part six is on there. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because this week we're going to be recapping part two, part three, and part four. And next week, part five, part seven, part eight, because that's what we're doing Friday night, right? So the long short of it is I've had a jolly, jolly fun day at work. You know, managers and all that, what can you do? But I decided that I was going to do some fun stuff. Originally, I was going to do clothes field, but, you know, I've decided not to for various reasons. That will be probably in a few, few weeks, even. Oh, no, watching that show about Superman's teenager, and, oh, man, clothes up and just got stabbed through the chest. Guess what episode I'm on? And then after I do my little reviews and recaps or whatever on Friday 13th, I will be doing a review of Marriage Story, which is on Netflix. Um, the long and short of it is, is incredible, but I'm sure I'll be getting more into it as I go along. But just for to say thanks to everyone who listened to last week's episode. I know, you know, clip shows aren't the dumb thing particularly, but I was having a tough week. And to be honest, I'm having a long week this week, and it's only Monday when recording this opening bit. But, you know, I'm sure I'll be more enthusiastic later on week. I've got to conserve my energy, because next week's Star Wars! Fucking Star Wars, guys! And Chris Mill, and Watchmen. Um, Doomsday Clock final issue comes out, so it's going to be a busy week. And also, it's Christmas! Yay, Christmas time! And there's WWE stuff to watch, too. So it's quite a manic period. We're old, old Ian, old, old Ian, the old Ian, the popper bear, as you will. Anyway, I should probably stop yammering. Um, I'll be back in set to do my preview of Friday 13th Part 2. Um, so I'll be back in just a few shades of Lamb's Tale. So, what do I remember about Friday 13th Part 2, other than the fact that it's not Friday 13th? Um, well, it's first one, Jason, probably in it, I remember that. Um, his mother's still around, I think her head plays a part, maybe that's a video game. Um, and Jason doesn't have his original mask, he has like a makeshift sack, I guess. I mean, and also, I vaguely remember that the first scene involves the um, woman who survived the first movie, she turns back in first scene for this movie and Jason murders her, although I don't think you meant to know it's Jason. And also apparently it's set five years after the bloodbath at Camp Crystal. And Legend of Jason. Um, yeah. Well, he's got 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, so that's a good sign. Um, and also I remember that their original intent was not the franchise. They they just threw in that bit the first movie to get some more notoriety and then they end up Making years later a sequel and with new counselors and all of that. 
I know what you're going to say, you know, a lot of people are going to feel, oh, it's just cash grabbing all of that. In some ways, I think you're right, but in other ways, it's like Jason is a really interesting character, and to be honest, the first movie, the whole mother thing was quite cool, and Bill murder mystery, but then the whole part of Jason, there's something there, there's something tangible they can latch on to, so it makes sense, it's why they'd re- do it, um, not redo it, but bring it back. And also, something nice about the progression of Jason, you know. He's not, doesn't start off with all the iconic stuff. You get Freddy, and Freddy's got all of his iconic stuff from day one. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's kind of cool that this movie and this franchise, Jason progresses. It's like, not character development so much, there's aesthetic development of the um, way character looks. Very much like superhero media does nowadays, you know, where they'll start off one look and then they'll gradually progress more and more until you get to the iconic look. But the only problem is that that sounds fine in theory, but in actuality, is this going to be particularly entertaining? Because Jason's clearly the main character, just from virtue of, you know, none of these teenagers are going to be particularly good actors or good actors is the wrong thing but anyway enough about that it's stripped by steve minor which sends a fucking shiver going down my spine because all of you guys who listen to i hope this howling too we know steve minor is um a workman director best way of putting it he, he's a workman director he's not a particularly exciting director um he's not going to come up with lots of cool visuals or anything like that. he's going to do job but the thing is, doing job with Halloween, at least you have fucking Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis. This movie stars Amy Steele, John Furring, Adrian King. I have no idea who any of these people are. At all. And I don't have high hopes for this, because, you know, at least first movie had Kevin Bacon. The mother was a relatively famous actress, apparently. So it had bit of bits and pieces of notoriety and intrigue. This looks like slock, and I hope it's gloriously bad slock, because I can't take, you know, underwhelming slock. Anyway, enough about that. It's time to watch Friday from Friday 13th Part 2, so I'll be back after I've seen it. So, just finished Friday 13th Part 2. Um, only second time I've ever watched it. First time was when I owned all of the Friday 13th movies. And I watched it and I thought it was okay. Sorry, in background you can hear my um, microwave going off. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. Um, I just... Uh, I remember thinking the opening bit. I didn't understand why that was there. I well, I mean, I get why. It's to have the um, connective tissue between movies to show that, you know, Jason going after this counsellor and getting his revenge, and I'm not sure revenge for what. Maybe his wife, mother's murder, wife, mother, mother's murder, whatever. But I get why it's there from that perspective. But on the other hand, I don't. It just seems like it's tying up loose ends from the last movie and then it's never mentioned again because we jumped forward five years. And it's just like, I mean, the idea of Jason hunting down people responsible for his mother's death is quite interesting, but they just get out where meatly, and then we cut five years later, and it's annoying teenagers who Jason murders. Like, that's the movie. I mean, at least with Freddy, there's some logic to what he's doing. Jason, it just turns into, oh, they've 
trespassed on his land. Oh no, they've reboot Camp Crystal. Oh no, but Jason as a whole is such a flat character that you never get a sense of anything particularly interesting or a sense of urgency or agency or anything like that. He's just he just keys teenagers that that's it and because they haven't really grasped the idea of the iconic jason look yet and something they're going to gradually get to without movies you literally have the most boring version of the friday films game humanly imaginable and here's fundamentally one thing that's going to irritate me more and more about these movies go on I don't mind, like, I get slasher movies, I get the idea that, you know, you get a bunch of teenagers, they're horny, you know, let their guard down, and then one who's least, less horny, who has less sex and less drugs and all of that takes out Jason. In theory, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, because, you know, horror, movie has, horror movies have tropes, and they have cliches and stuff like that, and in theory, tropes and cliches aren't bad. They're portrayed and seems bad by people who don't understand how horror movies or convention works, which is a lot of people nowadays. They think they're all critics, and they think they're all inspired, and think they know what they're talking about, and truth is, they don't have fucking idea what they're talking about. No, but Friday the 13th is going to have lots of tropes and lots of cliches. That's fine. It doesn't even have to do anything interesting with them. It just needs to have better characters. Because essentially you're watching this and thinking there's nothing to latch on to character-wise. These characters are a big bag of nothing. And it's not the actor's fault. Maybe not the best actors. But who could possibly do a good job with this big bag of nothing that is a script? It ties in from my bugbearers regarding franchise horror movies. They don't seem to put any effort into basic characterization or witty dialogue or anything like that. You take the same basic concept, Jason murdering teenagers, you can have a bit of life to it. But this movie doesn't. It's just teenagers, some teenagers won't fuck. Other teenagers don't want to fuck. Other teenagers are fucking too much and fucking when it's not appropriate. And it just creates this sense of big sense of nothing, of a nihilistic, nihilistic attitude more than anything, where nothing they do matters, so whatever. But not done in an interesting way, not done for dramatic effect, just done because, hey, it's, this scene has to have either someone being stabbed to death or hacked to death or someone being butt naked and having sex. It has to have one of those two things. And then comes Fatner. If you're going to do that, fine. I understand some horror movies don't care about characterization. But if you're going to be schlock, commit to being schlock. And the problem is this movie doesn't commit to being schlock. At least the first movie had the murder mystery aspect, who's doing murders and all of that. This movie doesn't have that at all. It just has Jason, who has none of the later characterization or quirks. He's just man with bag on head who murders teenagers like that's that's the entire movie it's 87 minutes long and the entire movie is jason murders teenagers and murders them in most boring ways possible again if you're going to do it do something interesting with it either visually verbally via dialogue or via characters and this movie does nothing viral of them which again goes back and hate to say we're getting over and over again goes back to steve minor steve minor is a workmanlike director and that's fine but if you don't give him good script you ain't getting anything from him he'll do job he'll make your movie it'll look like a movie it'll feel like a movie but it won't have pace or urgency it'll just be what it is and even when given decent script like 
Halloween 2 John Carpenter. I mean, at the very least, bare bones, that's an okay script. But it just doesn't work with direction and the cinematography and all that. And that's one thing I think I'm going to have to get used to Friday Night movies, because most of these movies aren't shot very interestingly. They're just done to to make them, basically, because there's a proven box office of sorts for Friday Night. I figure if they tap into that, then they'll be golden. And fundamentally, that's going to start irritating me, because I want to watch and enjoy these movies like this movie doesn't make me angry it makes me bored i watch it and i just feel bored i feel so so bored because nothing happens you watch something like find destination stuff happens this movie nothing happens i saw it i enjoyed it i enjoyed it's the wrong word i endured it i sat through whole thing and i can't tell you any memorable moments from it at all there's nothing it's jason with a bag on his head that's it and it's make matters even worse when you have friday night for the game on playstation 4 where you get to play this and there's a bit of you know you get to play your game how you would play it and characterization all of that there's more characterization in the game than in the fucking second friday night part two the first friday night part two I think fundamentally that's the franchise enduring. I'll get more into this as I view late movies. The fact franchise endured is fucking ridiculous because this is just bad, bad movie making. You know, it's like, it's just nothing. And how Jason was held up next to Freddy Krueger and Friday Fighting. Friday 13th might not be great. But first movie is genuinely, genuinely a good horror movie. And second movie is at least weirdly subversive. Like, Friday the 13th doesn't even try to be subversive. It's just like, it knows what it needs to do to get an audience. Or get a certain horror movie audience. But now it just feels so densely uninteresting in every conceivable way. And you just sit there and think... Really, how did this franchise develop? And transfers it developed because people know having an idea of Jason in their heads. That's not the Jason you get from the majority of these movies. This Jason is just a guy who stabs people. That's it. Like the idea of Jason with machete and hockey mask, we gotta work up to that and we gotta sit through some absolute proper, proper shite to get to that point. And this is definitely proper, proper shite. I just... I don't really have much say about this movie. It's not good. It's really not good, guys. It's dull. It's, um... That's atmosphere. The music's okay. That's pretty cool. That's actually probably the most interesting part of the franchise so far. Because at least that... That's got a hook to it that's intriguing it's weird it's odd it doesn't fit movie that's the thing it doesn't fit movie as is because that feels like something that someone is putting to some effort about and that does not show in this movie you know it's like name a character i can't do it i literally have no idea what any characters in this movie well i can't remember how most of them died um, I know there were some some sets i I guess but oh i feel like all I feel was sympathy for the actors because it looks cold as shit from where they're like 
making this movie, you know? So, yeah, I don't... I just didn't like it. I really didn't like this one. But I don't hate it. It's just boring and nothing... Big slab of nothingness. Um, so, yeah, that's just start Friday night. I don't think this is going to be a long episode, to be honest, because this was just... I mean, I got, I got nothing left to say. I, I feel like I've wasted 87 minutes of my life re-watching this again. And I generally do not think it's going to pick up. I mean, certain movies in the franchise are interesting, watchable, and subversive. This was not. This was just boring. And they best step up the game with part three, which I haven't seen in a long, long time. But, you know, I have to hope it'll be better than this. Probably not, but... One can hope. Anyway, that's my review of... um. Oh, what would I give it out of five? Uh, probably two out of five, and that's been generous, because it looks like a movie. It just doesn't it's come across as a particularly good movie. So I'd go for two out of five, um, and what would I give the original Friday Funny? I'd probably give it three. I like the murder mystery aspect of it, but this one, two out of five, definitely would not recommend... Easy skip because these movies have no real continuity anyway. And who knows, maybe part three will be better. Where fuck knows, you know, what can you do? Anyway, that's Friday Phone part two. I'll be back in the set to preview Friday Phone part three. So, Friday Phone part three. I have zero, zero memories of watching this movie. I know I must watch it at some point, but I can't remember when. It's very early. Tuesday morning. I'm recording this. I've just watched some footage, some clips of Crisis on the Infinite Earths um, on YouTube, episode one and two, which looked amazing. We don't get in England to next week. I don't think so. I have to keep up with it and all that jazz. That's good. Um, yeah, very funny part three. Um, I think this is the first one where he wears a mask and not a sack over his head, uh, but. I don't think it's a Tommy Jarvis one, although it might be, because Tom Jarvis is in couple. Maybe it's first Tommy Jarvis one, you know, starting that story arc, which would be good, because this fucking franchise really needs some semblance of a story arc at this point, because at the moment it's just Jason killing people and then Jason dies and it's all rough forgetful. So hopefully they'll kickstart that. I mean, not that you need each movie bleed into your movie, but you at least need some semblance of a protagonist you can follow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for that. Um, where's some hopeful? An inventive cue sequence, because they're pretty shit. Unless, you know, characters, female and male characters looking very uncomfortable, getting buck-ass naked in Canada, because it's there's nothing sexy about watching someone clearly incredibly cold and shivering, having, like, pale, anemic movie sets. That's not titillating in slightest. It's not interesting. And between that and boring cue sequences and a just general nothing plot, you know, it's like you need something to latch on to. You really do. <laughs> so hopefully this will be a bit better. But like I said, I don't remember much from it. So I don't have much expectations. But hopefully you'll outmatch my minimal expectations. Okay, guys. I just watched the um, Friday 13th Part 4. Not Part 3. Because I, I think I forgot 
part three, so I am kicking my floor. I've got part three with him. I've got part three. It's fucking. Come on, you stupid floor. I've got part three with him on Amazon Prime. You have to pay for it. So, you know, I don't want to pay for it. So I suffer through fucking. So I suffered through part four, which was <laughs> so boring and so nothingness that physically hurt my head. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what to say, really. It wasn't very good again. It, uh don't know why I missed part three. Um, I have to assume something weirdly epic, but it did previously package in the smoothie that made things even more confusing, so there's that. Um, you might hear me kicking my floor. I'm trying to sort my tiles out. So, you know, they're not fucking working. There you go, you fucking shitty thing. Yeah, so kicking my floor. Take out my frustrations on my floor as you do. What can you say about Friday Phone Part 4? I think it's first movie with Tom Jarvis. I don't, I don't know. It's it's a horror movie. It's schlock. But not entertaining schlock. It's just... I only think it's a Steve Miner movie. But it just has that feel to it, you know? That feel where there's nothing there. It's just... It really doesn't have any energy to it. It causes me not having any engine process. Because I don't really... Have long fuse as them, not a lot talked about, but I gotta fill out ten minutes anyway. Um don't know apart from Tom Jarvis, I don't know who Anthony's characters were. I I may have blacked out a couple of times. Um and generally I don't I don't I, I lack an understanding of this movie. I, I feel dumb rough watching this. I legitimately feel like I've I say it's like I feel like I've lost something. And maybe it's the attempts to critically analyze movies like this and you realise you can't really you can't even attack them too much because you're attacking nothing. You're attacking thin air. It's like you have a sledgehammer and you're trying to hit the air. You know, it's going to go through because it's air. You know, it's not a solid substance. And this movie is not a solid movie. It doesn't have solid structure. It's just a bunch of shit. microwave going off. It's just a bunch of stuff happening. It's a bunch of noise. just a bunch of deaths, pretty much. Just deaths and sets and sets and deaths. And never sets in a movie been so unpeeling as these movies. Oh, my God. Like, it just doesn't feel... I know it... <laughs> It's clearly designed to titillate in some way, shape or form or to entice or to inspire, to reach into your heart and, you know, squeeze, squeeze your heart until all the heart juice pumps out of your heart, you know. But it doesn't. It just doesn't. It's just... The movie's just nothing. It's just boring. And it just continues my feeling that this franchise is really, really bad. Because this movie has almost a fully formed Jason. I am yawning because I'm tired. Yawning because I'm tired. This movie almost has a fully formed Jason. I mean, all the parts are there. But it just makes you realise there's nothing to Jason. Jason is akin to the Predator from the Predator series of movies. Where the Predator looks cool. But more you show of the Predator, the worse it gets. He needs good people to go up against. It's the Boba Fett theory, as I put it, where everyone loves Boba Fett and everyone thinks, oh, what a great character. When in truth, he's just a costume. He's cool. 
beat a costume. They don't, just like Darth Maul, they don't do much. Because the more they do, the less, more transparent their shittiness will be. They're not characters, they're costumes. And Jason's the same thing. Jason, in his full makeup, is a cool, iconic-looking character. Before, but that's before you get into what character actually does, because character itself has nothing there. This movie tries to pull that bit by showing, oh, he loves his mother, and oh, no, he, he he's weak to seeing malnourished kids who look like they've got leukemia and have lost all their hair. If he sees a kid like that, he suddenly regresses into a child. But it's not much, and be honest, the costume stops it from really working brilliantly. They clearly want us to think Jason's a victim, but the motherfucker just... He has arbitrary rules as to, like, if you go into his domain, he'll murder you. But, like, it doesn't... You know, it's, like, so arbitrary... Because they don't want to explain it. Because they know the more they explain it, worse we'll get. So they skirt around lines. But in process, you still have too much Jason. Because the whole entire movie is pretty much Jason walks somewhere, murders someone. Jason walks somewhere, murders someone. Jason walks somewhere, tries murder someone. And then tries again and over again for the next 15 minutes of the movie. And it's just... It's not... There's no, there can't be a script. There really can't be a script for these movies because they just don't have anything. At least with the first movie, you could say, oh, they've got murder mystery aspect, which was interesting at the time. But now, when you remove that, you realise there's nothing. And when I say nothing, I don't mean nothing in the later Friday, the later Nightmare on Street movies where Frey was basically a bouncing off wall, slapstick Loontoon's character, because at least then he was driving material and doing different things in each movie. You had the Power Glove, you had the, the abandoned M Street, you had all of this stuff, which was cool. Like, Freddy evolved a bit in terms of what his plans were and things like that. Jason's actually the equivalent of Clint Eastwood from... Fucking Gran Torino, get off my lawn. You know, it's like, but without saying anything. In fact, Jason doesn't speak, undermines things even further. I know Jason not speaking is part of Captain and all that, but the problem is, he gives us nothing to work with. He's just a stoic killer. But movies don't have anyone who really plays off him brilliantly. Eh? They're starting to have Tommy Jarvis, but it's just so hackneyed and silly. No, and... It's really weird, because guy have got playing him as a Tom Jarvis, Corey Fane in this movie. Like, Gremlins and Goonies just kicking that, you know? Give him some life to his character. But in this movie, he's just a whiny little shitbag. And the other actors, you know, these the Canadian amateur dramatical people, they just don't really do much either, to be honest. It's like, nope, they have nothing to work with, and they would struggle if they were given stuff to work with. So... Yeah, I mean, at least the next movie, I think, has a bit more life to it, but this was just dull to watch. And that's the biggest thing of a movie ever. It's not being bad. Bad's one thing, because bad can be so bad it's good. When it's boring, it's just tough to watch. And I don't really... I remember, like, someone gets knocked through a window, and there's, like, there's scenes that you'll find in, like, Friday 13th games, but again... This just makes one play the Friday thirteen video game and stream that because that's fun. Like that's fun, that's interesting, and that seems to be the biggest legacy of movies making people play Friday thirteen the video game, the um, new one, not NES one. 
and just have made their own Friday 13th mini movies, which are more entertaining than the actual Friday 13th movies. Like, you have H2 Delirious, who does a really cool job for his streams, um, and what do you call it? You know, other people like that. So, yeah, it's just this movie was boring. It's really boring. I don't really feel I gained much watching it again. I don't think it's as bad as part two. No, but I don't think that's a ringing endorsement of the material. And generally, I just feel like I could have done something better with my life than watch this movie. And you're probably thinking at this point, Ian, what would you give this? I'd give it 2.5. You know, it's better than the last one by a long way, but it's still boring and weird and silly and inconsequential. And did I say boring? I said boring. Just flat, no characterization, no real interesting dialogue. The acting was... I can't blame the actors because it's got nothing to work with, but I think, as I said earlier, even if they had something to work with, I don't think they succeed. And the Tommy Jarvis thing at the end with fucking... the leukemia costume, I just think that is really rude and insulting, to be honest, and I just not found that. I think it's a crappy way to end a movie. I think Jason's face looked ridiculous. And just generally, I find this movie to be franchise to be really boring and I criticize Saw at least Saw had some semblance of a story this is just drifting from movie smoothing it's not even doing it in an interesting way but maybe it's just being critical maybe if you don't criticize movies, maybe if you just watch them as the slot they are they'll be better but I doubt it it's even a slot it just isn't enjoyable to watch particularly I don't know maybe if I was drunk or or high it would be, but I'm neither, so there you go. Uh, so that's Friday 13th Part 4. And Friday 13th Part 5, which is one I remember enjoying, would be up, would be previewed in just a tick. Hey, and it's here and I'm back, and it's time to, to recap of Friday 13th Part 5, the fi- uh, not farm chapter, that's Part 4. I haven't watched Part 3, so fuck it. Kettle in background. Small view, the Superman TV show on TV. They're looking at clips and stuff. And so let's talk about Friday 13th Part 5. Um, I remember this movie. It reminds me of one of my favourite horror movies, Pieces, in uh, its complete schlock. And it's very surreal from what I remember it. Lots of weird characterization, lots of interesting avenues. Um, a redneck riding around screaming as mum to make him some food. And, you know, the twist, but not a twist of who, of who the killer is in this movie. Because it's not, you think it'd be Jason and you would be wrong. Um, so spoilers if you haven't seen this movie. But you know that's fine, you should have seen it already, so... Yeah, I remember it being very watchable, very weird, very abstract, very Twin Peaks. And it's one thing that started, got me originally come around on the Friday Funny franchise of the, um, you know, fact that they're doing, they were capable of doing weird movies. Because I, I like weird horror movies. I don't like um, boring horror movies. I like weird horror movies. And this is definitely a weird horror movie. I remember a bit more characterization, a bit more intrigue, a bit more surrealism, and some generally funny sequences. At least that's what I remember it being. It's probably nothing like that. But hey, I've had a long day. It's it's the day for the elections. Where everyone and their mother is talking about politics in England, and you know all bad, Labour good. 
Tory's bad. Tory's good. Labour bad and all that shit. And I'm like, I don't care. I really don't. I won't watch Clark Kent as a teenager, as a young adult, get shot in bat arrows by Green Arrow, in Kryptonite arrows. And shit. That's why I won't watch. That's why I won't do when I come home. Politics. No, Wev. Politics is politics. By the time this episode is, the whole mess will be over. But no one cares about politics. They won't listen about Friday Fame. So I enjoyed Friday Part 5 when I watched it and I'm going to re-watch it. Hopefully I enjoy it again. So who knows. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But you'll find out in just a sec. So I've just watched Friday Thirteenth Part 5. And it was, it was watchable. It was definitely watchable. I know I'm damn impressed, but I, I enjoyed it. It was good. I, I couldn't get too up for it tonight, unfortunately. Some days you can't get up for movies. You've had a, whether you've had a tough day or a real, or a weird day with a good finish. <coughs> but in this case, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was by far the best of Friday Night movies I've seen so far. Maybe part three was secretly an amazing movie, but. I didn't see part three, so I don't know. But yeah, it, it was it was good. It was strange, like like I said in the opening bit. You know, you go back and listen to it. It was it was a strange movie. It had quite a strange pace to it, a methodical pace, but not an uninteresting pace, if that makes any sense. It took its time to get going, but it was getting. It took a good path to get there. It took scenic route, but the scenic route was quite interesting. Beautiful trees, lovely bit of grass, nice hedge, few cows in the background. You know that when you don't mind taking a long way to get in somewhere, as long as you have a nice trip the way there. It was. It was a good, good experience, good vibe. It's on Netflix, so that's a beacon of quality of sorts I guess I, I really enjoyed it I mean really enjoyed it so I can't say that I didn't really enjoy it I did sort of almost black out a few times and I did some writing and watched some um, played some games on the iPad and what can you do but yeah I mean I I, I, I dug it I, I I did dig it it was um definitely enjoyable in mostly I mean strange I like strange no, I don't like generic things in general. I like weird people. I like weird dynamics. I like weird situations, especially in horror movies. I don't just want to see by the rope killings or any of that shit. You know what I mean? I might destroy something like The Island of Death being a piece of shit and an objectionable movie, but at least it's interesting. Like, interesting's fine. Weird is good, and this movie is downright surreal, as I hinted at in the opening bit. It's definitely surreal. It it has the definite, sorry, definite feel of um, a, a Lynchian feel to it. I know sub subprime Lynchian because you know, David Lynch has his own unique style, and this movie's not going to match up to that. But it did feel really weird and surreal. It there were lots of points where the writers went down a path which didn't make any sense to the actual movie but made the movie more enjoyable and the sign for that is with Ethel and her son who provide nothing in terms of the plot of this movie a bit of tension, that's it otherwise they're a giant red herring for a movie which doesn't really have any red herring elements but there's so much fun to watch because the actors get something to do. There's weird writing, there's a few weird jokes, there's some 
odd, odd choices in acting, but odd choices in acting aren't inherently bad. You know, sometimes you like it when you act. I like it. I love seeing actors get something good or weird or bizarre or abstract to work with and get sink their teeth into it. And guy playing Ethel Sung definitely sunk his teeth in some shit insane acting. And same Beth, same Bethel. Is that Chris Walken? Sorry, I got the Chris Walken thing of taking most interestingly weird line delivery and running with it. And they both did really good jobs. And I know I said, you know, about red herring and all of that being pointless, but at the same time, it's nice that we got some kind of shift in a Jason Friday Fame movie, because prior to now, it's Jason's bad guy. And that's it. This movie blurs the lines a bit. Spoilers, Jason isn't in this movie. Roy is, who wears Jason's mask, and so his son Joey died at the start. And let's go back to that scene where Joey died. That was generally, even now, I'm like my fifth or sixth watching for this movie. That was really fucking intense. Holy shit, like seriously. And some of the acting from paramedics and kids was actually genuinely creepy, you know? Like, creepy is it hits you hard in your soul. And what, what about your past movie? There's the sets. I mean, it's a Friday night movie. There is going to be sets. But at least this time, the actors that, like, they were... Maybe they weren't in real life, I don't know, but their characters seem like they're enjoying sets, which was different, because usually it's very pale and vanilla, and it seemed very jingly and jabbly, which was interesting, which was not titillating. Titillating is the wrong word, but you could, some, from certain perspective, you could see why a teenager sat sitting in a cinema in the 1980s would have a bit of a cream pie on the seat in front, you know? I mean, you could see that. You, you don't want to see it, but, you know, it you can believe it could have happened. And what was the general nature of the movie? Well, I mean, plot-wise, there wasn't too much to work with. It's standard, um, Jason, or in this case, Roy, and I'll get Roy in sec, murders the teenagers are in one location to one of them gets dropped on them. With the side effect, this movie prom- predominantly starts someone, a character who'd been in previous Friday Night movies, namely Tommy Jarvis, who for some reason knows Kung Fu, which never really explained. But that's an interesting shift. Tommy is this um, incredibly weird... I don't know whether he's a guy from... Uh, Friday uh, Nightmare in Street Part 2 or not. He seems quite similar, but he does live as a weird, generally unnerving performance, which is quite uncomfortable for Friday Fates movie. So he does a good job. Although I think the is there isn't he Jason thinks of a little fucking stupid, especially in retrospect. You know, there's multiple Jason movies after this movie, and Tommy Jarvis isn't someone who can carry a franchise on his own. So, yeah, I'm, I dug it. I did dig it. Um, what more is there left to say? Uh, Roy! Let's go on to Roy. Roy, my favourite villain in the entire Friday Night franchise. And indeed, I would say, and I would assert this, if they ever make a team-up movie of all the 1980 slashes, I want Roy in it instead of Jason Forrest, because Roy is interesting. Roy's got a sympathetic backstory. You know, Roy's generally got a reason to do what he's doing and at the same time he's human so you get that tension of oh my god is he actually dead and as people have played Friday Funk movies know Roy has been adopted into the 
for his family because mother calls to him. He has the regeneration capabilities of Jason and by all accounts Roy is a Etsby. Not Etsby. Roy's a comrade of Jason Voorhees and Pamela Voorhees. So by that virtue, I don't understand why Roy never came back. Why are you going wrong with Roy? No franchise called Friday the 13th. You have Jason and Roy. They can't make movies. And as I found out, one brilliant evening at risk with playing Friday from a video game, one of my best friends, and playing online and trying HKF1 about the legacy of Roy and being told, shut the fuck up, who's Roy? What are you talking about? Because people only know Jason, but they should know Roy. Roy is secretly the best. Roy is the greatest, the goat. He is the goat, people. And Roy's inclusion makes this movie rose up. Up, up, to a better mark. But how much of better mark? Well, I would say perhaps a 3.5 out of 5. Now, granted, that might be rated in terms of the Jason Code by Jason Curve, even. Jason Curve, not Jason doesn't have curves, but Jason Curve. A Jason Curve is simply, I'm rating these movies based on a curve of how good they are as Friday Night movies. So me saying it's 3.5 out of 5 does not mean it's 3.5 out of 5 on its own merits in terms of a wider approximation for Sigma. It means in terms of what Jason movie can be, this is free or Roy movie in this case, this is a 3.5 out of 5. In terms of a Roy movie, this is definitely 5 out of 5, because if you're grading Roy movies on curve, this is the only Roy movie ever existing. It's therefore the best Roy movie you could ever possibly make unless you made another Roy movie, which was better. And then you get teased at him, Jason Voorhees might secretly be alive, or Tommy might be Jason, who knows. Something routinely forgotten next movie. So yeah, Friday Friday, Part 5, I really liked it, it was weird. I have friends who really like it, who think it's weird too. And it does improve my opinion that weird is better in horror movies, because why would you want to see something good? You know, good is limiting, weird lasts forever. And I say, and I, and I swear this, nay, I owe it, weird is the best. So this is in Austin saying, this movie was weird, and I enjoyed it. And also, it's very similar pieces, which I enjoy. I enjoyed pieces, I enjoyed this, I enjoyed both movies, and I would like to say that it's definitely one of the best movies I saw this week, and maybe it'd be best movie, except for Marriage Story, which I will be previewing and reviewing in just a tick. And now it's time for the epilogue, that part of the episode where I wrap things up in theory and in actuality just talk a bunch of shit for five minutes. What have we learned from watching the first batch of Friday 13th movies? Um, never watch Friday 13th movie ever again because they're not very good, except for part five, which was kind of a fucking judgment and the harshness of this franchise today. No, I mean, like, I, I just... Maybe these episodes aren't the best. Maybe ones where I recap old movies aren't great because most times the movies aren't very good. And I know what you're going to say, but sometimes the movies are watchable at least, and that is true. But sometimes they're not watchable, and you struggle to get 45 minutes worth of content. Generally, having to say, and you're knackered on Thursday, and you're drinking a vanilla latte because it's election day in England, and you're fucking tired and worn out, and you don't really give a fuck anymore about fucking anything.
smoke. All these people in their elections like, oh, I vote for this side. I'll vote for that side. I mean, I, if it's an informed vote, I respect it. I understand. I appreciate it. But so often it's not an informed vote. It's just, oh, I'm going to vote this party out. I mean, vote against this party rather than for this party. And sure, sometimes you do vote to get people out of power. I'm not saying you shouldn't ever. I'm saying that it's not a ringing endorsement for party if you say, well, I don't like you, but you're slightly less shit than these guys. It should be more than that. There should be more. Anyway, enough about politics, because it just makes me angry. Friday 13th. Uh, 6, 7, 8, I'm sure we will be better than this shit. Um... Nine isn't very good. I, I'm, no one's weird, actually, if I remember it properly. I just read the full watch of these movies at some point from start to finish, but at the moment, I can't be fucking asked. I'm not going to. Um, yeah, what more can I say? Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about Marriage Story. Marriage Story is a movie on Netflix starring uh, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, who, two very good actors, who get a chance to do some very good acting, and it is a really good movie, I won't spoil any of it, but I'd say I'd give it definitely 4 out of 5 I think, you don't really go 5 out of 5 to its multiple watches as far as I'm concerned, because 1 out of 5, 1 watch isn't really enough to encompass the movie as proven by The Irishman, which I'm almost on my 4th watch on, because it's actually really, really, really fucking good when you watch it in a slow structured sequence but Marriage Story, yeah, it's really good. And it's good for me because, you know, I had a you know, recent breakup. I won't go into details or specifics because I don't want to be that guy. But, you know, it's, it's, it's been a strange few weeks. Um, and I'm starting to come out of it now. You know, even, as, even if something's really mixed, but it's too strange to go through. You know, it's quite the adjustment to life without... That person can feel odd, you know? Like, because you are essentially changing into a new dynamic again. No, there you go. So I love Match Story, it's pretty good. Um, much better than these terrible Friday 13 movies, you know, by every stretch. It's nice to see some actual acting again. No, I, I, I do miss actual acting on occasion. You know, don't always want to see uh, shitty, shitty, much shit soon, you know? being much shittily, you know, you don't always want to see it. Sometimes you want to see a really good movie, some really good acting, Match Story has that. So what's on Cartoon next week? Um, Friday 13th, 6th, Friday 13th, part 7, Friday 13th, part 8, Friday, maybe Friday 13th, part 9. Who knows? Could be crazy fun, or it could be shit. What can you do? Anyway, and I'll review Netflix for this movie, I guess, because I'm doing that recently. And then after that, go get ready for the... Next week's episode, I'm so fucking tired. Star Wars, it'll be Star Wars the week after next. I'm so tired, guys. I'm not shitting you. I'm fucking, I've had 10 mink breaks saying I've had three quarters of sandwich. So I'm going to wrap up here. Early episode, early anti-climax and all of that. But if you know me, you know I'm very big on anti-climaxes. So remember, life is beautiful. And I'll catch you next week on Friday Night Friday.